Falling for You Written by Tony Owl 95 Read by Literarian Summary Anthony Crowley works too hard. The answer to his lonely, quite frankly, pathetic existence might be a high-end escort who sells the fantasy of a relationship. Aziraphale has just nudged his way past 30. He's facing burnout and wants to get out of the business, but the thrill of a new client might be just what he needs to get some of his passion back. It seems like a convenient arrangement, until they both realize it's not enough and they want something real. Chapter 1 Leap Crowley was lonely, that was the thing. He'd known it for a while, but now staring it right in its bloodshot eyes made his soul crisp at the edges. Turning it a darker black with every breath he took. I'm not saying you have to, or it's your only option, but it's an option. Anathema held out the card, retrieved from beneath the bar, between her middle and forefinger. Her head tilted to the side, nose scrunching in an effort to put her glasses back up her nose. Crowley plastered on his debonair smile. It was a habit at this point. He barely had to remember to do it anymore. His eyes flicked to the cart over the top of his martini glass. It looked expensive, thick, the white on the back rich and creamy, and the rose gold on the front with a lovely gloss finish. It glowed like a halo in the powder pink and soft orange lights of Tracy's. What makes you think I need your help? I could take home anyone in this place if I wanted. He raised his voice a bit over the music. A dancer was about to go on. The tables and the top floor behind him, reflected in the mirrors, bisected by shelves of alcohol, were just starting to fill up. Tracy's on a Friday night was always a hot ticket. It had stood here, in one guise or another, since 1801, and whoever had taken on the mantle of Tracy at the time knew her clientele. She knew how to make them welcome and to make them pay without feeling embarrassed or resentful about it. Crowley was lucky he knew the manager. Anyone in this place, huh? Yet here you are, talking to me. Anathema, the manager in question, waggled the card. And for the record, I would not go home with you. Neither would Newt. He's never asked me. Newt dropped an elbow on the bar, casting what could best be described as a thoughtful squint in Crowley's direction. Anathema turned to face him, lifting her eyebrows. He adjusted his bowler hat. 
The both of them looked like dancers from Chicago, but then everything about Tracy's was that little bit camp, little bit extra. And Anathema liked to work the bar when she could, and loved to get dressed up more than she'd ever admit. Nah, you're right, I wouldn't. Newt grinned, adorably dorky, even with his eyeliner and moderately muscular arms on display. You wound me, Crowley clutched his chest and wondered when Newt had stopped being so obviously afraid of him. Probably since he'd started spending nights at Anathema's and been allowed a peek behind the facade to the true chaotic mess that was Crowley. Hard to be afraid of someone when you've seen them sob into your girlfriend's shoulder at two in the morning. The blackness spread just a touch more, the edges of his soul curling and smoking. He's a really nice guy, Newt said. Like a ray of sunshine in a vintage coat, always tips generously. He can afford to, Anathema said. Honestly, Tracy doesn't brag about any of her friends in the business, but her eyes light up over this one. They've known each other forever, and all the other people I've recommended him to have had no complaints. You'll be in safe hands, Crowley, I promise. She squeezed his forearm. That was what did it. He was a sucker for physical contact these days. Bia had patted his back on the way out of a meeting last week, and he'd nearly groaned with bliss. It was making it hard to concentrate, especially with all the intense internal investigation work over the Archangel politicians. I don't know, paying for sex, he hedged, while wondering if just one night of letting go, of just indulging, would be the self-care he needed and had been neglecting. For companionship, without strings. And look, if you don't like him, I'll set you up with free martinis for a month. Anathema lifted her eyebrows, only slightly distracted as Newt got called away to a customer. Three months, Crowley sat back, folding his arms. Two. Go on, then, he took the card. You get commissions for this? Alas, not. Just the satisfaction of helping a friend. Now get off my bar, it's getting busier. Crowley was a criminal lawyer. He was a damn good one, too, and used to managing his nerves. He still got them, especially in court, but part of the rush came from knowing he could look them in the eye and master them before setting the bench aflame. These nerves, these little buggers, were something else. He shouldn't have got to the restaurant so early. It was giving him too much time to think, and thinking was not always his friend. He liked taking control through decisive action. He decided to take control of the menu, 
but the italic script, mostly in French, just scurried about the page, avoiding his eye. Hello there! Crowley looked up into a smile that actually seemed like it wanted to be there. The smile came with a hand, which Crowley took automatically, only fumbling slightly with his napkin to stop it dropping to the floor as he stood up. As Crowley's nerves settled, he became aware of other things about the man whose warm grip was making his heart beat just a tad quicker. A slightly turned-up nose, just above the smile, and a pair of eyes, the colour of which was hard to pinpoint with his dark glasses on. A light blue, perhaps, or hazel. Neat hair, the natural curl in it not completely tamed, and as pale as dandelion fluff. Vintage clothes, well cared for and carefully tailored to highlight shoulders, thighs and waist, without being showy. Probably younger than Crowley, but not too young, thank fuck, because the idea of taking a twenty-something to bed, even one who was willing for a fee, made Crowley's stomach knot. Crowley had always joked that his type was simply available. This man, though, whether it was the approachability of him or the well-built body, or an ineffable combination of both, ticked several boxes Crowley wasn't even aware he'd put on his questionnaire. You must be Anthony J. Crowley. The man withdrew his hand gently, but firmly. Yes. Simple and yet enigmatic. Good. Crowley sat down again, nerves returning, as he realized that while he'd been gawping, the man had been looking back and presumably coming to a great many of his own conclusions. What's the J for, if I may ask? The man asked as he tucked his chair up to the table. Just a J, really. That was not so simple and enigmatic. Crowley reached for his water glass. Adds a certain swagger. A je ne sais quoi, even. A pale eyebrow lifted ever so carefully. If you like, yeah. Crowley was being teased. He knew it. It would rankle, except that it was being done so kindly as though the man was dipping the very tip of his toe into the water to see how cold and deep it might get. Lovely. You can call me Angel. Is that actually your name? Crowley tried not to scoff. It was what had been written on the business card after all, and how the emails had been signed, but he wasn't prepared for that level of artifice to continue. He didn't want to be reminded that it was fake. Crowley was given another smile, bright and warm as gold. Yes. Crowley got the impression that Angel wasn't lying, and also, 
If he pushed, he'd end up splattered across an invisible but very firm boundary. Splattered graciously and politely, no doubt, but the result would still be Crowley winding up as roadkill. Sure, he shrugged. Thank you. He meant it, and Crowley found himself more than willing to bask in the warmth of that gratitude. Crowley rolled his neck, rubbing at his shoulders as he looked at the menu. Difficult day? Angel asked. <laughs> Difficult few months. Crowley's laugh was bitter. Angel lifted both his eyebrows this time, his smile no less glorious, but encouraging. You really want me to talk about work? Crowley asked. Only if you do. If it's not something you'd find relaxing, then we can discuss something else. It's fine. And Crowley had no ideas what else he could discuss. He couldn't imagine explaining how to strip down the Bentley's engine or how to make the perfect carbonara to this beautiful and mischievous man. I work for Morningstar Legal. Oh, that glorious glass building by Vauxhall Bridge. Yes. Something icy and sharp pierced Crowley's guts. Wait, have you... Fact. Crowley just caught the edge of her wicked smile vanishing behind Angel's water glass. He blushed. But really, there was no other reason Angel would know where Morningstar Legal had its offices. I was going to say serviced. Angel shivered dramatically. Which is worse? And to answer your unfinished question... He leaned in, resting a palm on the tablecloth between them. Crowley's thoughts tumbled over each other, sprawling into the pink fog currently descending over him. Angel smelled like spun sugar. Was that even a thing? Sweet and light and somehow refreshing. His voice was a purr as he held Crowley's gaze and whispered, if I were to tell you whether or not one of your colleagues was a client, how would you ever be able to trust me with your secrets? Don't have secrets, Crowley grumbled petulantly. Angel sat back, shaking out his napkin. How very dull for you. What are you in the mood for? He glanced up. No scrunching in a way that had no right to be charming, and yet so very provocative. Alcohol. The response was automatic. Something brash and laddish to hide the drumbeat of his heart. There had been mention of alcohol in the contract, though, hadn't there? His judgment couldn't be impaired. One would be all right, though. The wine list is very adventurous here, but it really depends on what you'd like to eat. 
Angel seemed unconcerned by Crowley's need to take the edge off his nerves, at least. The steak. The steak looks good. Yeah, steak was manly. Like men who were in control because they were manly ordering steak. Right? It's divine. And paired with the Chateau Neuf du Pape, if you don't mind a recommendation. No, that sounds good. Relieved no more decisions had to be made, Crowley put down the menu and tried to relax. He couldn't remember the last time he'd bothered even trying. Lovely. Now tell me about your terrible few months and we'll see if we can come up with a plan to start making things improve. Crowley hadn't expected to laugh quite so much. By the time the food arrived, he had forgotten he was paying. He had forgotten he was nervous. He was actually managing to enjoy himself right up until the hotel room door closed behind them. That gentle click of metal, the shush of wood slipping into its frame, made every anxiety rush back. He was going to reveal too much of who he was, he probably had already. Angel was going to be repulsed by his desires, but play along anyway, because Crowley was paying him to. Crowley was paying. The whole evening began to capsize on the fragile base of the transaction it had been balanced on. The sound of the tap running in the bathroom jolted Crowley back to himself. He managed to coral his breathing back to normal before Angel returned, handing him a tumbler of water. He had one too, and sipped it delicately before putting it down and unbuttoning his jacket. It didn't look as though he was trying to be sexy. Then again, he probably never had to try to be sexy. It was probably, what's its name, instinct. Crowley's attention honed in on the roll of shoulders, the shift of material, the way Angel's chest expanded. Crowley? Yeah? He started back into his body, the dampness of his shirt against his skin, the rasp of his breath. Crowley? Angel came up to him, not too close, but enough that he could place his fingers on Crowley's forearm. Listen to me. We won't do anything unsafe or illegal. His fingers trailed up Crowley's arm, smoothing over his shoulder. It'll be a space where we can both feel safe, and if I don't like something, I will ask you to stop, and I expect the same from you. That way we can be confident we are both enjoying ourselves. Does that sound all right? Angel's fingers were on the back of his neck now, not quite teasing his hair. Crowley nodded. He was much closer, too.
angel smelled, as good as he looked. Crowley had always prided himself on not liking sweet things, a part of his image, that was. Angel, though, he wanted to sink his teeth into. And he was warm and solid and as real as he could be, given the circumstances. Crowley dared to palm Angel's waist, fingers skidding over the satin on the back of his waistcoat. Angel hummed and eased closer still. And we will be using one of these. He brought up his other hand, his fingers brushing Crowley's ear, and produced a condom packet between his thumb and index finger. Crowley blinked. The movement had been done with a flourish, almost jarring in the calmness. Did you just try and pull that out from behind my ear? Angel flushed adorably. Were you not convinced? No, that was terrible. Please never do that again. He was laughing, though, which had been the point all along, judging by the way Angel's eyes twinkled and he bit down on a satisfied smirk. Well, now you know why I'm not a magician. As long as we use it. The condom vanished into a pocket far more smoothly than it had been produced. <laughs> Safety first. Crowley was still laughing. It hurt and felt good, and he was pathetically grateful for it. For both of us. Is that acceptable? Crowley nodded. Wonderful. I'm looking forward to being with you. You are? Yes, very much. Angel rested a palm carefully on Crowley's face. Crowley closed his eyes, not bracing for it exactly, but trying to master the nerves shivering through him. Angel's breath was warm, scented slightly with the tang of red wine. His lips were full and soft. Crowley couldn't quite bite back the shuddering sigh that escaped him. It was like waking up after sleeping too deeply for too long. He reached out, fingers gripping Angel's shoulder, parting his lips to encourage more of the blissful contact that made his skin thrum, the desire beginning to ache between his legs. Crowley's hand shifted to Angel's curls, nudging their chests together. Tongues brushed, and Crowley moaned, eager and hungry. Angel pushed him back. Not far. Their breath still mingled, noses bumping as Crowley straightened his neck. Soft, pale hair still curled between his fingers. He tugged it gently, heard Angel's voice catch as he said, Shall I make you more comfortable? Crowley nodded. Words had been kissed out of him.
Angel smiled. With expert care, he slid his fingers beneath Crowley's jacket, pushing it off his shoulders, taking his time to feel the curve and breadth of them. He had to lean in, pressing their bodies tight together to get the sleeves off, and it was an exquisite tease as their mouths hovered within millimeters of each other, gazes locked. Crowley desperately wanted to take his glasses off and discern exactly what color Angel's eyes were. Angel stepped back, smoothing the tips of his fingers over Crowley's collarbone, and then slowly untied his scarf. Crowley's eyes fluttered closed. Even the drag of the silk running over his too hot skin made him harder. Blood pumped thickly in his veins, tongue sticking to the roof of his mouth as his waistcoat came undone. You really are beautiful, Angel murmured. From the moment I saw you sprawled at the table, I knew I was in for a treat. Crowley snorted and was silenced with another soft, excruciatingly gentle kiss as his waistcoat came away. They broke apart so Crowley's t-shirt could be removed. The room wasn't cold, but his skin still pricked at being exposed. He'd always taken care of himself, but he was older than Angel, and there was only so much stress-jogging and weights whenever he remembered could do. It was hard not to wonder how he compared to Angel's other clients. Whether they were all called beautiful so easily. Angel trailed his fingers down Crowley's chest, scratching his ribs and then gliding over his stomach. Crowley's head tipped back, eyes closing. His muscles fluttered as Angel's mouth travelled over him. Exploratory butterfly kisses that almost tickled. I won't break, Crowley murmured, and then felt oddly proud of the admission. The kisses became harder, a hint of teeth dragging across Crowley's nipple. He moaned back arching. Exquisite. Angel's breath was damp. He licked at Crowley's chest again, biting a bit more and then soothing the points of delicate pain with his tongue. Crowley tugged on his hair, bringing their mouths back together. Messier now he wasn't so self-conscious, now that his nerves had been overrun with lust. And Angel was hard too, rubbing against Crowley's thigh. Couldn't fake that, could he? He did want this. Must do. 
Crowley pushed his leg between angels, feeling the weight of his cock as he gasped straight into Crowley's mouth, as though he were as desperate as Crowley felt. His hands wandered, nails catching on the back of Angel's waistcoat, palms cupping his arse, pulling them tighter together. Crowley... It was a moan, a beg for attention. It made Crowley's confidence blossom. He lifted his head from Angel's neck. He was flushed, hair no longer in its neat curls, but puffed up like a cloud. Cumulus. They were the fluffy ones, weren't they? Crowley pushed his fingers through them, enjoying the way Angel hummed, pressed his head into the movement like a cat begging to be petted. What sort of things do you like? Oh, anything, really. Crowley had never really thought about it. He liked coming. He liked the release of it, the desperate, thrusting rut to the finish when he could anticipate how blank and exhausted he'd feel afterwards. He'd never really bothered too much over how he got there. Then how about I tell you what I'd like to do, and you can see what tickles your fancy. Crowley didn't bother to hide his smile. <laughs> That's your dirty talk, is it? Tickles my fancy. Angel's eyes narrowed, lips pursing, but in a way that suggested he was trying very hard not to smile too. You didn't seem this troublesome when we first spoke. I'm going to have to review my screening process. Sorry to be a bother. Oh, I really don't think you are. Angel put his fingers to Crowley's lips, successfully cutting off any further protest. Sorry, that is. His other hand slid between them, cupping Crowley through the denim of his jeans and squeezing gently. The first thing I'd like to do is undo these. As stunning as you look in them, I'm not convinced they're comfortable just at the moment. They weren't. Everything was squeezed too tight, a near-painful clinch making his breath short and his brain foggy. Had it always been like this? Back in the days when he'd pick up someone at a club and, half the time, end up fucking in an alleyway. Had there been this rush? This adrenaline coursing through him so early on? The thoughts were diaphanous, fading like smoke. The most important thing, in that moment, was the wet sheen on Angel's bottom lip, the ripe pinkness of it, and how well it would look stretched around Crowley's cock. His teeth ground together as his trouser buttons came undone. Better, huh? Angel's voice was just as precise, just as soft, but there was a darker texture to it now. 
something that matched Crowley's own grasping need. But still room for improvement. The pads of his fingers caught on Crowley's bottom lip as they came away. His hands spanned Crowley's waist, then gripped the waistband of both trousers and boxers, easing them down over his cock. Angel glanced down. Very nice. Crowley curled his fingers around the base of his cock, easing some of the pressure. It was only momentary, because then Angel's tongue darted out to lick his top lip. Oh, yes, he looked up. I would very much like to get my mouth on that. What, this old thing? Crowley tried to smile, but was sure it came out sneering. Angel gave him another nose-scrunch, a little flash of disapproving smile. I think it will stretch my mouth beautifully. I think you need to sit down. Crowley allowed himself to be guided backwards, pushed down into one of the Chesterfield armchairs, the leather cold on his naked backside, but a welcome counterpoint to the heat unfurling everywhere else. He was here, in a hotel room, with his cock out. Ludicrous and wonderful, and it was dreamlike, watching the cute cherub rip open the condom packet as he sank down to his knees. Wait, don't I get to see you? Crowley touched Angel's cheek, lifting his face up. If you like. Angel stayed kneeling, meeting Crowley's eyes as he took his waistcoat off, not rushing. Whatever you'd like. Just ask. The cravat came next, exposing a glimpse of neck flushed pink. It spread to his cheeks when Crowley said, Undo the top three buttons, then stop. His own daring made his heart flutter quicker, but Angel obeyed with a smile, carefully counting off the shirt buttons one by one. Encouraged, Crowley wet his lips. Take your braces off. Angel obeyed again, leaving them clipped to his trousers, but sliding his fingers beneath them and pulling them down his arms. Crowley leaned forward, trailing his fingers through Angel's hair again, looking into his eyes, the pupils wide with desire. You're enjoying this? Very much. Keep going. Crowley sat back. His blood thumped in his veins as he settled more fully into his own desires. Angel would look amazing. Now roll up your sleeves. Crowley's voice only cracked a bit, and Angel watched Crowley brazenly as his fingers folded the material back. Perfect.
It was. There was something wonderfully lewd about seeing Angel on his knees, not really undressed, but undone. Must. Now, condom. Crowley's mouth had gone dry again, his voice cracking slightly. Angel shifted forward on his knees and then pinched the tip of the condom before rolling it on. Crowley's hips pushed up. He was so strung out, a sudden montage of all the things he could do, wanted to do, with the charming, fascinating young man between his legs crowded in on him. Crowley reached out, gripping the back of Angel's head. Open your mouth. I want to see your tongue. This smile was pleased, proud almost. Crowley wanted to catalogue each and every one of those smiles. Angel leaned forward, mouth open, pink tongue pushing out past his bottom lip. He didn't look away as Crowley moved to the edge of the chair, rubbing the head of his cock over Angel's tongue, pushing the length of it along the flat of it and forcing the tip past his top lip. Delicious, the contrast of someone who looked so innocent, who was so clearly kind and intelligent, sitting between Crowley's legs, allowing himself to be used. Crowley grit his teeth on his growl, muscles clenching. Angel's eyes fluttered closed. When they opened again, they looked wider and brighter than before. Suck me. Crowley sat back in the armchair, heart thumping at his own daring. My pleasure. Angel lowered his head and took Crowley into his mouth, slow at first, taking him all the way down. Jesus! Crowley hadn't expected the squeeze of Angel's throat right away. His hips thrust up, hands twisting tight into Angel's hair. Angel's fingers dug into the backs of his thighs, pulling him closer, taking him a fraction deeper. Crowley's cry was a strangled thing. His toes curled in his boots. Then Angel pulled back, lips tight around Crowley's cock, tongue pressed to the underside. He pulled off, cheek resting on Crowley's thigh as he gazed up at him. Just to avoid doubt, he swallowed, wet his lips. If you're comfortable with it, do feel free to face-fuck me as hard as you like. I'll tap your knee if it does get too much. Crowley couldn't speak for a full thirty seconds. He only forced the words out because Angel was waiting for him and he wanted this so bad it was like a vice squeezing his chest. Sure. 
Yes. Fuck. Angel sunk back onto him, taking him deep again and setting a rhythm that was slow and steady. Crowley gripped his hair, trying to hold back his impulse to thrust like an addict chasing a high, possibly out of some misguided chivalry or something. Then, on the downward stroke, Angel hummed an absolutely filthy sound. Like liquid pleasure vibrating around Crowley's cock. His hips jerked, hands dragging Angel's head down, and the hum came again, dirtier. Crowley hissed. He let go. He fucked. His toes pressed into the floor, heels lifting. It felt wild and so very obscene. Angel's nails scratched at his thighs, clawing a bit for purchase, but they never came close to his knees. Crowley looked at the sweep of his broad shoulders, the vulnerable back of his neck. Was he hard? Was he as desperate to come as Crowley was? God, he wanted to come, come in that sweet, teasing mouth. He leaned to the side a bit so he could see Angel in profile, lips stretched around Crowley's pumping cock as it pushed in and out. His eyes were closed, damp lashes resting on the curve of his cheeks. Crowley's movement, or maybe just a heightened awareness, gave him away. Angel's eyes opened, fixing on Crowley. His lips managed to quirk a bit, knowing and smug. Then he winked. Fucking winked! Crowley had never come laughing before. It rolled through him, as welcome as it was surprising. Angel pushed him down into the upholstery as he tried to buck, lifting up on his knees to swallow him down, still sucking him through the aftershocks. Crowley's whole body tingled. A whole oversensitive pulse that seemed to go on for fucking eternity. Angel sat back, producing a handkerchief and dabbing it over his wet chin and bruised lips. He looked debauched, and Crowley wanted a picture. He wanted to kiss him. Was that allowed, now that the act was over? You look more relaxed. Angel stood up with all the grace of a dancer. Did you enjoy that too? Crowley hadn't meant to ask. He'd meant to retain at least some chill after being bossy and needy and so thoroughly rough. Shall I show you how much? Angel tilted his head, 
gaze raking over Crowley as though working something out. Please. No point hiding it now, and Crowley did want him to have enjoyed it too. Seemed less selfish and tawdry that way, at least. Angel nodded and undid the rest of his shirt, leaving it hanging loose on his shoulders to reveal the bulge stretching the front of his trousers. He palmed it, rocking forward onto his toes as he squeezed. You made me so hard, taking what you wanted from me like that. It felt so good, Crowley, you've no idea. Take it out. Show me. His limbs were heavy, brain not quite back up to full capacity, but he knew he wanted this. Wanted to have the final part of the scene. Thank you. Angel undid his trousers, shoving them down. He wore men's briefs beneath, but in a lace that was as rose-pink as his blush. If Crowley had known they were in the offering, he might have restrained himself more, stopped the blowjob, glorious as it was, to move on to other things. He wanted his hands on those briefs, on the thighs stretching the material. He wanted his tongue tracing the edges and his teeth plucking at lace and skin. Angel hooked his thumbs in the waistband, easing them down over his hips, then over his cock, which bobbed, heavy with arousal, precum leaking from the tip. Crowley watched transfixed as Angel began to stroke himself. He reached out, gripped Angel's hip, and guided him closer. He'd just come. Harder than he had for a long while. Still, watching Angel touch himself, give himself over to his own pleasure while his gaze ate up Crowley's body, made his muscles tighten. Again, Crowley regretted settling for a blowjob. He should have been braver. Should have asked Angel to ride him. He'd look amazing jerking himself off while bouncing on Crowley's cock. You see how much I enjoyed it now? Angel braced a hand on Crowley's shoulder and spread his thighs wider, stretching the material still bunched around his thighs. How much I enjoyed you, you gorgeous man. Crowley's words had left him again. He was transfixed by the greedy tugs Angel gave to his cock. The way the pad of his thumb swept over the head. The noises he made were decadent. His head fell back, lips parting as he moaned in the back of his throat, deep and primal. Go on. Crowley gripped Angel's thigh tighter, 
pushing his little finger into the waistband of those teasing briefs where they were stretched over the plush flesh, digging into it in a way that made Crowley want to use his teeth again. It was shockingly intimate, having his finger pushed between Angel's skin and underwear. Angel thought so too, given the way his head tipped back, eyes fluttering closed. He stroked himself harder. His teeth caught on his top lip. Go on, Crowley said. Fucking come for me. I want to see it. I want you to look at me when you do. Angel's eyes were stark and desperate. Then fixed on Crowley, pleading. That's it. Show me how badly you need it. Let go. Oh, God! Angel's cock jumped in his fist. His forehead bumped Crowley's as he came, curling forward to catch as much of his cum as he could in his hand. Crowley's skin was tacky with his own perspiration, cool air giving him goosebumps. Angel laughed a little self-consciously as he pulled away, grabbing a tissue to start cleaning himself up. Thank you. I needed that. Difficult day. Hmm? Angel glanced up, his smile making the room bright as he gave Crowley a not quite subtle enough once over again. Difficult couple of months, actually. But things are looking up now. Which made Crowley's heart sore. Actually fucking sore. Worth every penny.